Powered by GoGoat Sports in partnership with TSN, it is episode 54, season 4 of the Rain Drakes Hockey Podcast, and it is presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey. No guests today. We're going to go sans guests today because we've got a lot to chew on with the regular season the National Hockey League quickly coming to an end, Ray. Looks like you're back home, are you? I am. Off to... Briefly? Briefly, yeah. Just two more games left for me this season. It, yeah. You know, you were saying, like, as the season comes down to the end, isn't it crazy? Like, you know, it's such a slog and it's a grind and, the, you know, from September really. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, everybody's got five games left. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing that the, you remember the old portable schedules, you know, like yeah. the pocket schedules, yeah. the... The trainers always used to tape one. Every team I was on, they taped one on the inside <laughs> of the trunk, the the equipment trunk. And you'd see it at the rink. It would be flipped open, you know, because they were getting various stuff out of there. And they'd cross off the month when it was finished. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't really notice it. And then all of a sudden, there was like only one month left. <laughs> and and that's where everybody is right now. I mean, guys are Man. super excited for, you know, that it's the end of the season because of everything that's coming in front of it here. And, you know, like now you just, you know, these games that we're going to end up talking about here, the ones that are the super important ones, but yeah, it, everybody just can't wait to get to the finish line so they can get to the start line. You know, look, you were the same, right? You'd have that, that, that pocket schedule. Oh yeah. That would fold up. And if you were lucky enough, you'd get, you know, as a broadcaster, of course you had access to the full league schedule, but you know, We'd be traveling and every city I'd stop in, I'd quickly grab like that team's pocket right. schedule. And then, you know, I'd have the master schedule, which was this big magnet. Remember the NHL used to yeah. send that out that you could just, just scrap onto your fridge at home and you were, you were set. That's all you needed. Well, now ready to roll. it's, uh, I mean, now, of course at a, at a time there was only 21 teams. So that schedule, yeah. now it looks like a NASA chart with, you know, you're trying yeah. to figure out everything that's going on and. So that's what another reason I like now is everything comes into clear focus. Like yeah. it's pretty easy to see the pathway for each team. Yeah. Either you're in or you're it out. Is. And the ones that are out, if if you're on a team that's been out for a while, your focus is the end of these games and where is vacation. I, okay, hold on. You were taking it right where I wanted it to go because, you know, if you're a single dude or married, doesn't matter. Right. And, and you know, you're a non-playoff participant. When is it professionally acceptable to lock down those plans and, and, and get that trip booked to Mexico, Hawaii, wherever the hell you're going? Uh, when is it okay? You don't have to tell anybody. So <laughs> when you know, like, you know, we don't have a chance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to name the player, but <laughs> come on. So my first year in Hartford. So uh-huh. we're 20. And so another, you guys, you know, people want to do the investigative work. Oh, they're going to for sure. It was, a, it was another 20 year old. So okay. I, my dad was coming down for the last week or so of the season. So back in the day, you went into a travel agent and you booked, yeah, you know, the trip. So I go in there to book the trip for my dad and the travel agent gets up to get some paper or something. And so I'm, you know, kind of looking at their desk and I see the name of one of my teammates and I'm like, yeah, wonder where they're going. So, because I'm nosy, I just turn the thing around and I look, I'm like Florida, like April the 8th. I think the season ended April the 9th or April the 5th. I'm like April the 8th. 
And we made this, this, so this was about a month before the end of the season. We made this hellacious run and made the playoffs for the first time. Come on. So I know this guy's got this trip booked. Trip. Yeah. And so as we're skating around right before the, <laughs> right before, like between the end of the regular season and the yeah. series, we're at practice and I went up and I said, Hey, uh, what are you doing with that trip to Florida? And he looked at me like I had three heads. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you know that? And I'm like, that was sloppy. I said, I read it on a desk. And so, that is so good. So he was obviously I had to cancel the trip. But yeah. So, and you didn't tell anybody no, leading up no, to that. No, no, like not a soul. Nobody like, wow. you know, afterwards. Sure. Because you know, when yeah, the season yeah. was over, everybody thought it was funny, but you know, <laughs> he had done some math and thought we didn't have a chance and all of a sudden we did. That should be an episode, right? Where we put out feelers to a half a dozen alumni guys and just have them come on for three minutes each to just tell their most ridiculous, uh, you know, vacation arrangement during the season. Well, you know, you said if you're single, end. if you're single or married, the yeah. married guys most often get out of town for their vacation, much more organized and much more sure planned. Yeah. The, the yeah. single guys, you know, a bunch of idiots and you're, you're like the season ends and you're like, well, where are you going? And then some yeah. trip gets thrown together like in seven minutes and <laughs> head off and nobody even knows where you're staying. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's attack uh, headlines here. And is it going to be the Calgary Flames that go on vacation early or the Winnipeg Jets? Big showdown last night. Heck of a hockey game between the Flames and the Jets. Winnipeg missed so many chances in that one. Bit of feistiness in this game. Pierre-Luc Dubois engaging with Jacob Markstrom. Flames had a disallowed goal because of goalie interference. And then Winnipeg, as you would expect, Ray, selling the positivity of their situation post-game. They didn't, they didn't want to talk about losing a crucial game potentially to the Flames. What they wanted to talk about is, okay, well, we have four games remaining. They have three. That game in the hand now, um, as they're in lockstep in the standings, is going to matter. That's going to be the difference maker, and that's where focus needs to be. Not so sure I buy that, but I, I don't, I don't have a feel. Do you have a feel for how this is going to play out? Is Winnipeg going to look after its own, or is there enough momentum in that one win head to head last night? Winnipeg losing to Calgary to push the Flames into that playoffs. I don't know how anybody can look at those two teams and say they can feel with any degree of confidence what's coming in the next Agreed. Week. Like it's a total, total crapshoot for, mm -hmm. for both of them. The game in hand's great unless you lose it. Yeah. So, you know, when I look at the schedule, so they have Nashville, that's their game in San hand. Jose. Yeah, but that's their yeah. game in hand. Yeah, and that's not easy. That, and Nashville, I, I got to give them credit because that team should be dead six times. Mm. And every time you think they are, they go into, they go into Boston and they get a win. And you're like, oh, you look? then they have Vegas and they've got Kevin Lankinen in that on a back to back. Yeah. And they went again, like, I know nobody, you know, we're not really focused in on Nashville, but they got that Tommy Novak kid. Yeah. He's got 17 yeah. goals. He's never I had know. more than six anywhere. I, like so anywhere. sneaky. No, but anywhere. Like, it's not like he's, was a 37 goal scorer in the American league. Like this is yeah. out of nowhere. And without, without Johansson and Duchesne and Forsberg and Yossi, they're still hanging in. So that, that game in hand yep. is not, is not a cakewalk. And Calgary's got Nashville in the middle of their three games too. So, but here's the key for a key in this thing. They play at home. Winnipeg does 
against San Jose. The next night they're in Minnesota. Yeah. So if you look at the schedule, that's a schedule loss is that, is that Minnesota game. No. And then you finish in Colorado and Colorado is <laughs> nasty and Colorado has, is in that central, of course, but everybody's got 98 points. So that game very easily could mean everything to Colorado. I think Winnipeg's in tough Calgary. I know Calgary has to finish a point ahead, right? Because Winnipeg's got the tiebreaker. Right. That's her, That's correct. So, yeah. but they've got, they're at Va- they're at Vancouver, they've got Nashville and they're at San Jose. Like it. You have three teams that aren't in the playoffs. You want to be in the playoffs, the thing's sitting there for you. I think Winnipeg's got a harder schedule because of the Minnesota-Colorado at the end, and one of those right. is a back-to-back. Yeah. It would be it would be crushing miss for Winnipeg as they've basically played themselves backwards into that race. Mm. But as you said, man, it's impossible. We, we can dissect the schedule. We've just done that. But because Calgary beat Winnipeg in a must-win scenario last night, that should give them some feel of advantage, but it really doesn't because of kind of all over the road they've been for much of this season. Every, Pretty much all of this year, Calgary's been up, they've been down, they've been sideways, but mostly down. Yeah, I was going to say that it's not like they've even put together a string that I recall that you would say, oh yeah, for a month no, they were fantastic. Not really. Just no. been kind of like, muddling around for most of it. So yeah. I think they'll muddle around for the rest of it. Like that, that's kind of what, like, why would it change? That's fair. You know? That's fair. Speaking of a string of games, how about the Oilers? You just did one and that was Tuesday. And that for me was a clinical game, right? You know, you got Leon side little factors in on all of the offense provided by the Edmonton Oilers in that win over the Kings. You know, we could talk about Leon and Connor all day long, right? And and even as much as we talk about dry sidle, it's probably not enough, is yeah, it? I got I got one point on him. I think he is a great example of an exceptional player that has gotten better. He's now into the peak years of his career. And for me, it's one thing, and it's his his skating is mm-hmm. now you know, because he's such a he's an enormous guy, right? And so he's never gonna be light on his feet like McDavid. But he, if you can visualize like this, you know, like when he has the puck in the corner and he's kind of doing a one-man cycle, he's yeah. so much quicker. He came out of the corner a couple of times, like he just dusted an L.A. checker. Really? And I was like, whoa, I, yeah. I don't remember him doing that. Like to me, that's another part of his game that's gone another step. And he's, he's an amazing player. He's, he's so good. If, if Connor McDavid somehow wasn't in the league, like... You know, Dreisaitl would be, I know he takes, you know, he gets help from McDavid. Of course he does. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah. he would be talked about in a different space. Dreisaitl yeah. would. Like in conversation as the best in the league. Yes. Right. Yeah. In that conversation. Yeah. He would be yeah. in that. Yeah. He'd be in that group of players. Agreed. Agreed. And the Oilers have lost, right. they, sorry, they lost five games yeah. in regulation <laughs> since January 11th. That's half a season. <laughs> I know. 37 I know. games now. They've lost yeah. five games in regulation. Yeah. I mean, Tom Gazzola asked me on Edmonton radio this morning as we're recording on Thursday as to whether or not I thought the Oilers were getting enough respect across the league outside of Edmonton. And I, I feel like they are. I do. I Look, I mean, again, it's McDavid, it's Dreisaitl, but there are so many good players having wonderful years. Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hyman, their goaltending looks like it's kind of coming online here of late with Jack Campbell playing better and Stu Skinner has had a, a really good year. So, 
In saying all of that, let's have some fun here and try and rank top Stanley Cup contenders. Okay, I'm going to butt in right now. You sent that note. Yeah, and you got, you didn't like it, did you? No, I hated it. And so, <laughs> and so, I, cause I, so right away I go to the standings, right? Yeah. Because I want to see, you know, like, I, you know, I have in my head who the best teams are, but I want to look at them. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. So in the West, the top six teams are separated by six points. <laughs> and you want to pick a favorite coming out of there. Oh, thanks, Drake. And then the, yeah, I know, man. Like, there's, it, I, I don't like the league's vision of what parity really does to the league. Like, you know, like, oh, it makes it more competitive and all that stuff. I don't like that selling point. Yeah. And then I look at it and I'm like, well, there's, there's seven, eight, t- nine teams that could probably yeah. win. And so, guess what? Parity probably does its job as it comes into the playoffs like this. You don't want. So you're not going to give me a top three. Is well, what no, I will. I will. I'll be wrong. Okay. I don't mind being. Well, we're all going to be wrong. That's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> look at you. That's fine. Okay. I, all I'm saying, look, okay, I'll start and then you can kick me in the shins. So as much as, I mean, it's impossible not to buy what the, what the Boston Bruins have done in the East yes. this year. I mean, they're going wire to wire in the regular season. And when you look at the pedigree of the players who have had just ridiculously strong seasons, you know, how can you doubt them as a top Stanley Cup contender? You can't. You can't. It's just the playoffs for me are a different beast. I think the Oilers do deserve respect for where how deep they went last year in the playoffs and the fact that they're 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 having a tremendous second half of the regular season. And, you know, just just top to bottom, story after story after story. I think you could build a case for Edmonton being top three for me. Oh. I would have Boston top three. And then it gets dicey after that. If you're looking at Colorado as a defending okay. champ. If, so if, you've, if met, you've mentioned the yeah. three teams I have on my list. Okay. And I don't think anybody in the East is going to beat Boston. Now, the key injury, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. certainly can change a lot of that. Somebody getting on a heater in that one series, never mind for six weeks. All it takes. It's just the one series. Yeah. And out they go. Like, But I, I do think Boston's the best team in the East. And the fact that mm-hmm. everybody's jammed in in the West, I, I'm really not going to be surprised if anybody of those top six come out of there. Okay. I really wouldn't be. Like, if you look at the series, Drake's like if you, if, you know, you're old, if the season ended today, right? Yeah, yeah. Dallas, Minnesota, would you be, would you be shocked if either team won that series? Dallas or Minnesota? You wouldn't be. You'd go, no, oh, no. They win. Edmonton and yeah. LA, you'd go, uh, yeah, like, you know, so the game the other night, Edmonton or LA doesn't have Mikey Anderson, who's in their top pair. They don't have <laughs> Kevin Fiala, who's their leading scorer. Yeah. And the game was slugfest. Yeah. So yeah. any of those teams, and then that, that doesn't include Colorado and Vegas. And so you're like, yeah, any six, one of those six could, could be a yeah. real contender. I, but so I, I have Boston, Edmonton, Colorado in, in that order. And I put Colorado below because of the questions around their the health of our lineup. Okay. So Boston one, Edmonton two, Colorado three. You know, who's made an enormous difference there is Matthias Eckhold. Has he ever? Oh man. He just, he pushes everybody down on the, you know, where they should be as far as the the pairs. The the Oilers had this thing with Duncan Keith and Bouchard last year. And, you know, Bouchard had an excellent year. Keith retires and the first half of the year, Bouchard's all over the place. The, the, and they get Ekholm, and all of a sudden Bouchard is back to a, a, a stable player. So Duncan Keith had this thing with him. This is my side of the ice. This is your side of the ice. 
if you come over here, that means nobody's over there because I'm not going <laughs> over there. <laughs> and so it gave Bouchard like real structure as to, you know, not trying to do too much because he's still such a young guy. Well, Ekholm basically cleans up half the ice all the time. Yeah. And so now you only have to worry about this. And it's been a really, really big help for, for Ekholm or for, for Bouchard. Yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how things break down here in the weeks ahead. East remaining games, you know, we, we've chewed a little bit here on the West, starting with yeah. Calgary and, and Winnipeg, but you've got Florida, Pittsburgh, the Islanders all still now in that's that battle. A mess. Kind of, that's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. So, so Florida has Ottawa, Washington, Toronto, Carolina. That's not an easy road to follow here. Only one road remaining. game though. Only one road game at Washington. Right. Yeah. Pittsburgh is Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, Columbus. And the Islanders of Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Washington, and the decimated Montreal Canadiens to wrap up mm-hmm. the, the regular season. So again, let's start with Florida. How much of a home schedule factors into their advantage? Because if you look at the remaining games, Florida's got a tougher schedule, no question, aside from they're not on the road. So go back a couple of months and for some reason, Florida had a crazy amount of games at home. And in the last two months, I want to say they left the state of Florida twice. Yeah. yeah. You know, like something ridiculous like that. So that does matter. Miles matter like on the body. Yeah. So I look at that. You've got Ottawa, which will be, there'll be a pain. Like that game will be a pain. Yes, it will. And then they're at Washington and what, you know, Washington's out now. That'll be, you know, they're no easy games, but the fact that they're out, I think matters. Mm-hmm. I think that's a winnable game for them. Toronto's going to be in the resting phase <laughs> still just kind of tinkering around to make sure they're load management. Yeah. But they're, they're in the, you know, so that game becomes easy, easier, easier. And then, you know, Carolina, it's going to be the last day of the season. And, you know, you're going to try and just, your guys are trying to get help or be healthy yeah. to start the playoffs. Yeah. I, I like Florida's schedule actually. I don't like the Pittsburgh schedule. They've got to start there. They got Minnesota at home and they just got blown out of the water. Pittsburgh did again on the road. They lost five, one, like just, yeah, they look slow and old and I was quite surprised. Then the next night they're in Detroit and that's a, that'll be a tough back to back for them. Yeah. Now Chicago at Columbus, you should, you think they should win both of those, but again, the Penguins have. They're kind of, in a sense, Pittsburgh's like Calgary. Like if you know what you're getting there, you're, you're different than everybody else. Cause it's, it's a crapshoot. And I do like, I think the Islanders are, I mean, they're, they got Tampa and then Philly at Wash and Montreal. I, I kind of think the Islanders are going to be one of the three teams and it comes down to Florida and Pittsburgh. Okay. And I, I don't really know why I would have that confidence. Yeah. I just kind of do, but if Pittsburgh misses the playoffs, do we see how many more playoffs will Sidney Crosby have? Yeah. Because this, this team is teetering on, I think I said last time, the, the 2015 Red Wings. Yeah. Like once you miss, yeah. you miss. You're going to miss for a while. Yeah. yeah. That'd be too bad when you look at the future Hall of Famers there with Crosby and Malkin and, and Latang. But I mean, they can change, right? I mean, probably won't, but. There'll be options if they want options. Is there any, any professional pride in, in playing a role of spoiler at this time of year? Yes. Especially if you don't like the team, (laughs) like, you know, like somebody will say, okay, let's, let's screw these guys season up right now. Like it's all you got left. 
you know? And so, yes, for sure. And, yeah. and here's, here's the other part of it too, is like, even though the games don't matter for those teams, Dregs, they do yeah. matter. They matter to you. They matter to, you know, for a lot of players on those teams, you, there's a chance always to make a good impression. Yeah. And, and I was told, do you remember a player, Stu Gavin used to play for the Leafs? Oh yeah. So yeah. Stewie came to North stars. Yeah. yeah. He came to Hartford after he left Toronto. And I remember him telling me one time, you know, we were, it was my, you know, my first year and we like, I had just been called up and, and he said something to the effect of, you know, there's a lot of guys that fooled it in a game that you're getting blown out in or a game that you're yeah. losing. That's a time to make an impression. And that always stuck with me that if your effort and your production in, in a game where everybody else is kind of taking a half a step back, if that stands out, that gives you something to hang your hat on and the coaches to notice. And then you get another opportunity. There's a lot of guys, these games at the end of the year are critically important for. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly back in the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs just past a month since he suffered the finger injury, which was surgically repaired. Practiced on Wednesday as the three seat, which makes sense to me. I mean, we, we had a quiz question on Tuesday as part of our Leaf game and O-Dog and Frankie Corrado both thought that, nah, you know what? He needs to be in the top six and figure it out. Either he's on the wing or Tavares is on the wing. I like the look of Matthews, Tavares, and 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 O'Reilly. One, two, three. How about you? Does that make sense to you, or you know, do you do you like having that level of compete higher up in the lineup for you? Well, I like him in the middle. I think he's so responsible, and he can still produce, you know, in a fifty-point range uh, at the other end. I think it makes them a, a really well-balanced team. That's not to say that he doesn't start there and through portions of the game, he's on the wing. You know, he moves with, I mean, the way they've got their lines structured right now, you know, if you go to Tavares's wing, now you're, you're breaking up that line that moves. Maybe you do that and you move Marner to back to Matthews and you load up at times in your top six. And I think that most certainly will happen, but I like. I like this configuration. I think that when I think of O'Reilly, I think I just I think of him in the middle of the ice. Maybe that's because where he's played almost all of his career. But I think of him as it's like a a guy you can build your your line around in a responsible way, and that also gives you a line that you can play. You know, you're, you're going into a first round series against Tampa. Who do you want? to play against Braden Point. That's got 48 goals. Yeah. And he's with Coop. That matchup matters. Yeah, and it yeah. matters. And if you can neutralize them, and then, you know, and then if you if you can somewhat neutralize that line, I, I think you've you've gone a long way to beating Tampa. The head of the snake, as Hitch used to call Oh, it, he right? did. Cut off the head of the snake. Head of, cut the head of the snake off. You're going to win. That's how you win. Got to get the head of the snake. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out-of-home, and everything in between, they have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net.
no Chris Abbott this week. He's enjoying a much needed and deserved vacation. So we're in charge of the Botano.ca segment. Botano.ca now available in Ontario. And remember, the game starts now. So, Ray, why don't we have a look at some series? And you can go on Botano.ca's website and check out all the prop bets, all the future bets that they have established specific to the looming Stanley Cup playoffs. So why don't we have a look at the Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning? All right? All right, all right. Uh, so the series winner, even a little bit surprised that Toronto is minus 49 and Tampa Bay is plus 120? Uh, I don't know. I How, how do you... I know, like, handicappers, the guys that do this for a living, they, they look at several different factors that go in. I just, you know, I look at it in a big picture, and I'm like, how, how do you like one team even a little more than another? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the only the only thing I can think that stands out is, you know, I, I would take Vasilevsky against almost any goalie in the league. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, is that enough to sway the whole thing? I, I don't know. So Well, have a look at some of the other numbers that are being tossed around here. Total games in a series. You you can you can put money on this. A four game sweep is plus five seventy five, as opposed to a seven game series going the distance, plus one eighty five. Yeah, well, it's not ending at four. <laughs> so uh, in, in my in money. my opinion, that's money thrown into the street. Uh, okay, um, I I would be stunned if it's not six or seven games. I mean, like, how can it not be? Uh, that I'm. Yeah, of course, you can always be wrong, but I just, I think this is well, a six or seven game series. I'm with you. But again, if I, if I dig through the, the data supplied by Botano.ca and, and you can, of course, bet on the number of games that you believe the series is going to require Toronto winning four, two, six game series is plus 375. Then the next closest is Toronto winning in game seven and plus 400. Yeah, right. Um, right. Toronto sweeping is plus 750. Tampa Bay sweeping is plus 1700. So, I mean, it's all over the map, man. Yeah. The, uh, I, I would I'm say sure that how you can navigate this. Well, so you, you got to think if Toronto wins in six games, that means they win, they win the sixth game in Tampa. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a, I would say that would be the, even though Colorado won the cup in Tampa, it's, it would be tough, tougher to put them out at home, I think. Even though yeah. I think it's easier to play on the road in the NHL than it's ever been. Um, fascinating series. Yeah, I, I just, th this one is, I mean, there's a lot of toss-ups in it in the first round, but this one is, to me, is just like, I'm fascinated by the series. Yeah, I mean, for all that, and, for and, all that it really stands for, like the Leafs, all these years of not winning in the first round. Yeah. And Tampa is this, again, one of their last stands with this group. Well, there's going to be so many different permutations to not just this series, but we'll know a lot more going into the start of the week. And, and so episode 55 on Tuesday, Chris Abbott should be back. Oh, is he back vacation. on from vacation? I think so. That's nice. I think so. I think so. So we'll get him to get as creative as we've been on this yeah. day. Compliments of Batano.ca. Ask Ray and Driggs anything. Fire your questions to us on Twitter and Instagram at Ray and Driggs or on the website, rayandriggs.com. And this week, as we do each week, we're awarding a question asker or two with some Ray and Driggs merch. And people are clamoring for it. Yeah, like like I'm, it. I'm seeing people, I don't know, you don't often go through your replies, and I don't either, but if the Ray and Driggs handle is attached, if we're tagged on it, I will read it, right? Right. Okay. 
And, and people are starting to ask, you know, and they're like, Hey, I had somebody reached out to me the other day and said, I've had three questions and you're not answering my questions. Well, but, tell them, make better questions. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say that, but that's exactly the right. point is, is Be that creative, you know, those are, yeah, the- if, we, if we're, we're not answering the question, then you got to come up with better material. And there's only three per week, hard. right? There's only three per week. We had to eat, you know, so, but you're, you're like the gatekeeper. So the, they have to remember yeah. when they're asking the questions, they got to get through the gatekeeper. Yeah. Well, I've already scolded Raheem who helps us out with our digital stuff because it's, it's a living file, the Ray and Dregs template, right? So every week, you know, there's another page seemingly added and it takes me forever because I'm not savvy enough to delete the old ones. So savvy or, or lazy. Well, no, it's not lazy. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. The reason I ask is because I would be yeah. considered lazy on that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Let's start with a question from GDC. This is a fun one because it's masters related. Oh. If both of us played at the masters. What would we shoot? And then GDC is asking us to pick this tournament's winner. What would you shoot, right? And you're playing Masters Conditions here. Yeah. We're, we're not playing the Monday round where James Duthie gets to to play with Puffy and, and those guys. Like, and the grass is a little longer. No, we're but see, they're about, not because it's the Monday. Like, right, it's right, right, right after. So, yeah, D- Duthie told fair. us that you can't believe the varying elevations of the course, which doesn't always come off on TV. It doesn't. And yeah. and he said, like, you, you can't believe, like, you know, what it really looks like. And if you hit it above the hole, like, you have no chance. Right. Like, if it doesn't hit the hole, we're putting it off the front of the green. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I like to think I could, you know, I could shoot a hundred. You know, like, I'd like, I'd like to think I can. It's 28. Yeah. Yeah. I could shoot a hundred, I think. Okay. Well, right now I'm a five handicap. I'd like to think that I'd be able to steer it around it. If you make a double bogey each hole. Yeah. Right. You're at 108. I'd like to think I could be better than that. Okay. So that, that was kind of the math that I did as well, but I felt like I would be plus 30 each round minimum. So now you're at 102. That's 408. Now you're not making the cut. (laughs) You're not making any <laughs> cut of any tournament. <laughs> okay. But just for sake of the, the question from GDC, I mean, let's just say. I'd say high nineties for me. Yeah. Well, if you're high nineties then I'm shooting a buck 10 easy. So I, I, um, I talked to a guy that <laughs> I talked to a guy that had the great fortune of playing there and he's a plus two handicap. Yeah. And so they play, there's only two sets of tees there. There's the members tees and yeah. the tournament tees. And so he got to play shot, he played 18 holes and he shot 74, 73 from the members tees. They played nine holes from the tournament tees. Remember this guy's a plus two. And he said it was like being on a different planet. Yeah. Like the distance and the shape of the holes change. And I was like, that would be, that would be something to see. That's a fun question. Okay. Pick a winner who wins the masters this week. Okay. I, I got three guys that, uh, so I, I do think McElroy has a real chance. I really, yeah. I really do. Um, I love Scheffler and I think he's going to be really good, but I do like Justin Thomas. Okay. So McElroy Thomas and my third guy, Xander Shoffley. I think he's ready to, yeah. I think he's ready to take a, a huge yeah. jump. Uh, like, a, and I think he could, he could be a factor. 
So I put three guys into the, the similar category and it's almost like, all right, well, Scheffler is pretty obvious. Rory, fairly obvious given the way he's played. I would even submit John Rahm deserves some, some attention in that conversation. Uh, so then beyond that, for me, I got a sneaky, funny feeling about Jason Day this weekend. Yeah. See, I never think of him like that anymore. Yeah, I know. And and I want seems and, to be trending yeah. a little bit here, Ray. And I, I, it's a dark horse call here. Who's kidding who? And and Colin Morikawa would be my my other one. Oh, but I, I read so an article tight. this morning. You know, they had the champions dinner, and Scheffler had like a big ribeye steak and this chocolate cookie dough thing for dessert. Well, love yeah. That. Uh, but apparently <laughs> Mickelson didn't say a word at the dinner, which is very incredibly oh, yeah, unlike be, him. Yeah, that would be odd. And so. The, the live guys coming back to play, like could Dustin Johnson get into the mix or could Brooks Kepka? Well, okay. You know? So I love watching on Golf Channel live at the Masters. Mm -hmm. I watched for three hours yesterday morning. Those guys just sit there and just talk, but it, it's just mesmerizing, you know? And okay, let me pissed off at Brando Chambly and all these can you, things. Can you put, could you imagine if the quiz master had his fingers in a three hour tournament preview <laughs> uh, yeah but that's the beauty of this is they're just talking golf that, no but right? that's what and, i mean we yeah. would have a missive yeah. looks like the uh, tax code well okay so the dj and we got to move on to a question here but so they they've got dustin johnson on the range and it was fascinating just watching him on the range it, not just hit balls freddie couples comes over and they're chatting and they're laughing and they're it, hooting and they're hollering dishambo comes over and he's having a blast with Freddie because Freddie's an all-around great guy and DJ's having fun and the three guys are just yucking it up. And then DJ goes back to hitting the golf ball, right? He wasn't, they, they had a shot tracker on him on the range, hitting driver. I'm telling you, man, he was spraying at 50, 60, 70 yards offline. And they were talking about how far, like he was just not cutting the ball, like flat out slicing it off. On the rage, and I'm like, ah, I mean, but I, I'm a DJ fan, so I'm, I don't read anything into that, but it was hard to watch. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, I've been I'd, there I'd love before. to have, I'd love to have one of those tracers behind one of my range sessions. No kidding. <laughs> it would look no like kidding. a children's coloring book. Yeah. I ever tell you the quick story of Freddie Couples, 97 skins. Remember it was up in Whistler? Yeah, sure. I went there with my brother-in-law and and we had great access through, I think, Export A or something at the time. Anyway, we find out that Freddie and Nick Faldo and Greg Norman and Jack Nicholas are going to be on the practice tee the following morning. This is like Thursday morning, 6 a.m. So we get there and there's nobody else out there. And they had the ropes, but you could go right up there. And so it's like 6.30 and my brother-in-law, Neil Fraser, and I are standing there and Freddie's doing Friday does just warming up hitting some shots we're like 10 feet from him and he's like hey guys how's it going and we're like good and he's like yes they're up early and we're like I mean you know opportunity to come watch you guys hit some balls and what and he kept chit-chatting all the way through and he's hitting his lob wedge and he turns around and he asks a couple of trivia questions like I can't remember you might know this how many players have won the masters with the letter Z in their name. Well, Fuzzy Zeller. Yeah. I think there's one other. I know. I think there's more than that, but oh. I shouldn't have asked the question without knowing Larry Mize. Oh, did he oh I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant it, yeah. like 
That's the one of the initials. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's a cool. Know, yeah. So a really good question. So I answered, and now he's intrigued, right? So he goes, "I'll tell you what." He goes, "You a gambler?" And I'm like, "Sure." And he goes, "I'll bet you a hundred dollars that you can hit this wedge within ten feet of me, or within." 10 feet of whatever the yardage marker was. Mm -hmm. So he had to hit five and I had to hit one. And so if I win, I get the wedge. <laughs> and if he wins, he gets the 100 bucks. Well, I was so nervous, Ray. Like I flopped over a beaver tail like <laughs> of course you can't you did. believe. And he's killing himself laughing. And I mean, obviously I didn't have to pay him the 100 bucks. Anyway, so oh, I would be here's awesome. my Freddie couples. How about the I sound of those back. guys hitting a golf ball? Well, <laughs> and on that range, I didn't know how far back the, there was a berm at the end of the range. And then it was a maintenance facility back there, right? And there's like trucks is early in the morning, but they're still getting going. Obviously, the crew is going. And Freddie says to me, he goes, you know, how far is that berm? It's his first morning out there. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I, heard, I thought I heard somebody say it's like 270, 280. I he goes, you think I can hit a driver? And I said, I mean, I don't know, man. I think so. I think you got room there. Well, he just dusts this T-ball. <laughs> Lies the berm. Sure. And, you know, you can see people kind of scattering. <laughs> and he turns around and then he's, you said I could hit the driver. <laughs> You're fired as a caddy. Hey, yeah, I'm fired as a caddy. Okay, one more. And then we got to roll here. From Wayne Wirtz, right? I have a question for Ray. Over the course of this season, there's been a number of big, clean hits. What was the hardest hit you ever received in your career? Who hit you? Were you hurt? And did anyone come to your defense? I don't even have to think about this. Mike Greer hit me one time in Edmonton. <laughs> so the Oilers were rushing up the ice. Yeah. Somebody took a shot from the right wing and it missed the net. And it went around the boards to our right wing and was going up the boards. I thought I had all the time in the world. So I picked it up on my backhand and I turned up, turned up the ice. Yeah. How I didn't see a 230 pound cement truck coming down the boards. <laughs> he went over top of me, Drake's like a speed bump. He didn't even slow down and he's boom. And he just, he crushed me. And so. Big, big man. Oh, and, and he had momentum. <laughs> like there was yeah. no chance for me here. And you weren't hurt? Oh, so uh, I, yeah. I, like, you know, I'm in today's world, I would have been in the, in the protocol. Yeah, protocol. Yeah. And so I got up and my helmet was all, you know, whatever. The trainer came out and it blew the whistle. And as I was, this is how I, if I didn't know that it was so hard, as I went by the oiler bench, somebody asked. And they weren't being a smart ass. Whoa, are you all right? Like he went, he hit me so hard. He probably hit a hundred guys like that. He wouldn't even remember it. I will never forget that. Okay. The biggest hit you delivered. Never. On purpose or accidentally? Well, I was going to say it would have had to. <laughs> nobody that I can remember. And it would have been, would have clearly been by accident. I, one time Dave Babbage had been traded. And so one of my great favorite teammates. And, uh, so I had him lined up in the corner and Babs weighed about 240 or 230. And I thought I can knock this big bugger on his ass here. And so I take a run at him. I bounced off him dregs. I thought I had him lined up. Like I was going to just throttle him and I bounced off him. And as I picked myself up off the ice, I could hear him giggling away. And I'm like, he just thought that was the best. So oh, good. All right. Well. Automatically, Wayne gets some Ray Andreggs merch. Yep. Right. He gets some swag. That was a fun, 
set of questions. It wasn't even one yep. question, which is, you know, I like those. I don't want to encourage people to send us notebooks of, of questions here, but I think we got three or four legit Ask Grand Greg's anything questions in. So swag to GDC asking us about the Masters, yep. which kind of derailed into a series of stories. And then Wayne Wirtz yep. with uh, two or three. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for uh, submitting. We, by the way, have to organize uh, NASRA and Drake's Anything podcast coming up, right? We should maybe do that. Might be able to do that next week. You know what? I think next Before week, we start of the uh, Thursday would be a good day because we're likely, you know, that's our day with no guest a lot of time, yeah. but also yeah. we'll be right before the playoffs team. You know, everybody can ask us how their team's going to do and we'll guess, Yeah, you know, be wrong. Yes. All right. I know what I'm doing this weekend, bud. Not much. Going through the renovations here, which is mayhem. Tiny as a bladder infection. Not good. No, I bet not. Not going to lie. Very unpleasant experience here. 140 pound Great Dane that can't control her bladder is a problem. Yeah, not I'm good. Just, not just, good. just saying. Um, beyond that, watch a little baseball this afternoon, obviously golf, and then Pittman. Saturday, Sunday, you're not going to find me with a search one. Okay, so I got 8 o'clock game in Boston on Saturday. So prep will be somewhat of a challenge for that game yeah. due to the Saturday moving day that I'll be watching. Yeah. I'm flying to Denver Sunday because I've got a game there Tuesday. And rather than fly home Sunday and fly to Denver Monday, I'm just going to go there. I just changed my flight to when I booked it. I wasn't even thinking. From the Masters. So I, I had to change it to an early Sunday flight so I can get out to Denver early to watch. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a quick one here then. Last day of the season. Of course, it's a Sunday back in the day. I'm with the Kings. Am I with the Kings? Yeah, I'm with the Kings. We're in Colorado. Last game of the year. Master Sunday. It's the mm-hmm. tournament where Greg Norman had the big lead and he blew it on the Sunday. Right? Yes, yes. So it's in warm up and it's, they're like on the 15th hole. And so all anybody's talking about on the ice is the tournament. The game means nothing. Colorado's clinched. They're going on. We're, we're not going to the playoffs. We're going home. So we're talking, you know, talking to Joe Sackick and those you are watching in there. They're like, oh yeah, for sure. With about seven minutes left in warm up, the ice was a ghost town. Anybody that had Shit. any interest <laughs> was in the room watching. They're like, yeah, kind of loose. Yeah, whatever. Off the ice you go. Yeah. And then at face-offs, it's like, did you see when he dunked that thing in the water? That is so good. That was Master <laughs> Sunday. So I will be in there watching Sunday to, you know, to wrap it up. Good deal. All right. Well, travel safe as always. Thank you. And let's, uh, uh, let's hope, uh, let's hope it's a great tournament. It's fun to watch and really feels like every year at the start of the golf season. Yeah, I know. It'll be a good one. And we will check back on the Masters. And I look forward to the end of the regular season and playoffs in our next episode of the Rain Riggs podcast. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. You too. Well to Tiny as well. Hope Tiny feels better. Thanks for listening, everybody. Shout out to our partners who make the podcast possible. Title sponsor, good friends at Canadian Club Whiskey who are asking, are you over beer? Batano.ca, it is available now in Ontario. And remember, the game starts now. And by Doer, use code RNDPANTS and you will save 15% off everything at Doer.ca. Episode 54 of the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast until Tuesday and episode 55. Enjoy the Masters, enjoy the ball, enjoy the end of the regular season everything going on this weekend and most importantly stay safe everybody